Welcome back to the Christ Community Church podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Took a little bit of a break, but we are diving in for this new series in the book of Acts. So today we're going to be talking about the sermon from Sunday, June 18th, which was talking about Acts chapter one, the continuing work of Jesus. My name is Ryan Balby. I am the interim teaching pastor here at Christ Community Church and uh, joined by a special guest today. Yeah, my name is Chris Johnson, and I'm the young adults pastor here at Christ Community Church. That's right. And Chris and I actually do a sports podcast together. So we, uh, we're we very familiar podcast hosts together. Yeah. So this is going to yeah. be the best podcast ever is basically what I'm trying to say. That's the hope. Well, we are excited to be back uh, with all of you. There is a lot of stuff that we're going to be covering in the book of Acts, a lot of stuff that we're not going to get to on Sundays and we're going to expand upon right. maybe in this podcast. Um, I just want to remind you before we even begin, if you have questions, if you look ahead and you say, hey, I really want to know this about the book of Acts, we may not cover that in the sermon series because that's kind of prepped and ready, but the podcast would be a great place for that or even just theological questions that you're like, hey, I would love a podcast about that. Chris is going to answer all your questions. Um, but, but really just send an email to Ryan at cccnow.com and say, Hey, podcast idea. This is what I would like to hear from you because, you know, we would love to just kind of, uh, maybe even have a Q and a podcast at right. some point. I don't know. Yeah. This is, you know, for a deeper dive into the message on Sundays, this is for the congregation. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's, it's, a good- it's a fun, like we want to like be able to interact with you guys with right. the, with everything yep. one. So that's exactly. one way of doing that. So we're kicking off this 17 week series on the book of Acts. It's going to be a long one, but why, why the book of Acts, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I think that in general, there's a few different ways I like sort of preparing messages. So I like doing specific books of the Bible, like we're doing here. I like doing theological concepts and ideas that we could talk about. And I like doing some more topical, practical So we just came off of like a relationship series. We had a couple of one-offs and then we're diving into this Bible study kind of topic. And and so one of the reasons you do that in general is just to get people plugged into the word, to get people um, diving into like the book of Acts on their own and learning how to read scripture on their own because not everyone is good at that. Not everyone knows how to do that. So hopefully as we just kind of walk through this via the podcast and via the the messages on Sunday, it will also encourage people to at least spend some time reading these chapters and looking at me like, oh, I didn't even know that was in there, or reading some of the things that, that we're not talking about um, and, and preparing for that. And it also just allows the text to tell us where it wants to go. And so Acts is going to lead us wherever it decides to go, and we're going to cover whatever is there in front of us. Um, again, not everything, but I'm not trying to hide from any yeah. of it. Just you can't cover all of it in even in 17 weeks, which is a long time. But the book of Acts specifically is is really it's the first history book. And so it, it roots us to our history in the early church. And there's some things that they did that certainly we should apply in practice today. Um, but really, ultimately, it is just showing the power of the Spirit working through God's people. And so I think for us, it's it's it should be this encouraging, empowering, strengthening book that we get to read and say, wow, this is who we are. This is what we are capable of. Um, well, what God is capable of through us and, and, and also challenging to say, yeah. oh man, there's some things that they did really well that we we don't do it all or or we need to be strengthened and sharpened in. So um, I'm excited just to kind of look back and see. And again, not everything is going to 
not everything is going to apply directly. You know, th there are some things that are just going to be descriptive that are, are essentially moving the story forward that are not things that we need to do. Yeah. So it's going to take careful Bible study to figure out which of these things do we need to practice and, and which of these things are not a part of, of our, our normal rhythms. Yeah, I, I like that. And I like the book of Acts because there are some things that uh, get interpreted different ways. I like that we're walking through it as a church because there's some controversial stuff in it. There's some uh, stuff that we need to be learning and some stuff that we need to be aware of, some mistakes that they made that, that we need to be aware of ourselves. So it's good that we're walking through it as a church, um, as a congregation body together. I, uh, that's, that's a really important <laughs> statement, Chris, because I think that I was challenged the other day um, by another another pastor, they were just talking about that so often because of YouTube and these you know podcast platforms and different things, Christians are really good at like listening to a lot of sermons, and, and so I think sometimes we lose the ability to like do this in community. Like it's yeah. weird because we're we're listening to so many other things, but then we lose the community that we have here. Right. And, and so I'm not saying don't go listen to stuff, but I'm saying we should be first and foremost seeking theological guidance and Bible study within the context of the local church. And so that's that's the hope. And we hope to get better at that so that, you know, this is where people turn to to say, yeah. hey, I want to grow in my faith. I want to grow in my theology. I want to grow in my knowledge. Well, I'm going to go into the church and I'm going to find that space. Oh, definitely. And you mentioned uh, on Sunday in your message that you're encouraging the whole congregation to read along, to read the book of Acts, to be in their actual Bibles and to follow along, to be readers of the word. So it was a good good encouragement. But during the preparation for this series and just preparing the series, is there anything that you've been um, learning as you've been studying the book of Acts? Yeah, I, I think at least right now, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a feeling than a, than a learning. So I just came off of doing church history classes for seminary and uh, you know, really most of the church history classes kind of focus on what happens essentially after the book of Acts to where we're at today. And some of that I'm familiar with and some of that was was new to me. Um, but as I looked at it collectively from from Acts to, you know, through this church history, through the, the, the first few centuries to the Reformation to where we're at today, it, it really kind of helped to draw a straight line from one place to the other and, and made it feel all just very cohesive. And um, I think just felt like, oh, yeah, this is the story that we are a part of. Like, this is where this came from. And here's yeah. you have early church fathers who are not talked about in the book of Acts, but mm -hmm. that they're, you know, they learned under the Apostle John and yeah. and then they discipled others. And so we really are the continuation of the church. And I think sometimes I feel very disconnected from uh, from the disciples and from the people in the book of Acts yep. and just look at the things they're doing and think, well, that's incredible, but that's, that's it's never going to look like that. It's yeah. never going to be like that. And, and it was encouraging and challenging to go and look and see, hey, this this is our history. Like, this is who we are. This is what we should be about, that this is the same spirit that was moving in, in the mm. apostles in this day is moving in us yeah. today. And that's a really powerful thing. And that same command that Jesus gives of of being his witnesses is for us today. And And, and to really just look and say, Yes, this is this is who we are and this is who we get to be. So I think mm. that was more of where my my moment, at least from this last like the last couple of weeks of preparation was really kind of a like, wow, I feel more connected to God's people as a whole. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's good. The same spirit that was moving then is moving today in us. And that's uh, something that we need to remember. And that's something that we need to just be mindful of. The spirit of the living God is with us here today. The same one that we read about in in the text. That's good. Um, So talking through uh, your message on uh, Sunday, we talked through Acts chapter one, but we didn't cover all the verses um, on Sunday. Are there any verses or any extra thoughts that you wanted to add on to to your sermon on Sunday? Yeah. So let me just, uh, let me just talk about a couple things that happen in verses 15 through, what is it? 26. So basically what happens, I'm not going to read all of these verses, but essentially Peter stands up and he begins to speak boldly in verse 15. It mentions there that even there's a group numbering 120. Um, that is there because essentially, uh, essentially in, in their, I don't know if it was Jewish practices or the Roman, but like essentially 120 could as form a, a government essentially. Mm. And so the reason 120 is mentioned there is because they're forming essentially a government to say, this is who we are going to be. And what they're going to do is they're going to pick one of the, uh, one of the people to replace Judas Iscariot to become the 12th apostle, because for some reason they needed 12 apostles at this time. Now, after this moment, they don't replace apostles, but for this moment, they needed a 12th. Hmm. So Peter stands up and starts speaking really boldly and starts speaking about Judas and what Judas did. And there's this really interesting contrast between Peter and Judas because both of them denied Christ. Hmm. And, and yet one, Peter came to a place of repentance mm-hmm. and, and truly pursued the redemption that came through Christ. Judas had this moment where he felt guilty, but he took matters into his own hands and took his life himself because he was apparently designed to punish himself Mm. for what he had done. And so here you have Peter now standing up and you're already seeing some of the transformation happening in Peter because he's speaking boldly and and truthfully to the people, which he wasn't doing at the end of the gospels that we see. And, and really even in Luke's gospel, because this is, you know, Luke's story is, Mm -hmm. is Luke wrote the book of Acts as well. Uh, the very end, we don't have the moment that we get in the book of John where Peter is kind of brought back in by Jesus. We just see Peter deny Christ three times and walk away sad. Like that's the end of Luke's account of Peter. And now the first thing that he says in the book of Acts is, hey, look at Peter standing up boldly post-resurrection. So you already see transformation because of what the resurrection has done. And then they go into this moment where um, they're picking the, the 12th person and they, they nominate two men, uh, Joseph called Barsabbas, uh, also known as Justice, and then uh, Matthias. And they pray and they cast lots and Matthias is chosen. And that's the last you hear of Matthias or uh, Joseph called Barsabbas known as Justice. Like that's the, that's the last we get of them. So for whatever reason, like God wanted us just to know that Matthias was picked, but then we don't hear anything about him. So I don't know how his story ends, but that's, that's the end of his story. But there, there is this moment, this is one of those where it's like descriptive, where they're casting lots mm. and, and saying, God, make a decision. Now, both these people met the criteria. They both had to have been with Christ. They had to be witnesses of what he had done. Um, there were certain rules that came within the apostles. And, and so both of them met that. So, you know, Matthias had been there the whole time, even though he wasn't part of the 12. He was a disciple of Christ because disciple and apostles are are two different things. Disciples are followers. Apostles are sent. They're like representatives. Yeah. And, uh, and and so really, I think as we look at this cast lots thing, it's not, and I said this in church, you know, that 
this is not how we're going to make our decisions about like church hires or right. what we're going to do for summer camp or, you know, uh, what, what kind of worship songs we're going to pick. Like, mm-hmm. but in this moment, what they were doing was they were allowing God to look into the heart of these two men who, who side by side from outward appearances appeared very similar. And they said, God, you know, the heart. And so this goes back to when David was chosen to be king and all the brothers were brought before, um, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on his name. Um, anyways, all, all the, I, Samuel, sorry, I was just reading that story yesterday. And, uh, but all the, all the brothers were brought before Samuel and, and Samuel looks and he's like, oh yeah, these are good looking guys. And God's like, nope, 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 nope. And he's like, I'm looking at the heart. You're looking at outward appearances. And so here the disciples are getting this right. We're the same God, you know, the heart. And so we want you to choose based on the heart. And so this is the way they allowed God to choose. Again, I don't think that is something that you should take and say, well, then I'm going to start practicing this. Um, There's other places in scripture where people do things where it's like, "Mm, yeah, that was for them. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. try repeating that exact moment. Mm. But in terms of saying, hey, what we want is to know people's heart and to allow God to uh, give us wisdom towards something greater. Um, that's what we are are looking for. So that all comes in that last little section of yeah. the book of Acts. And so really, even as we look towards the Holy Spirit coming in chapter two, mm-hmm. you're seeing that the Spirit's going to indwell in the believers and speak to believers in a way that they haven't experienced yet. And so I think this casting of lots thing, we're going to put this aside because we're going to allow the Spirit to speak and tell us what God desires rather than, you know, some dice roll. Well, that's right. Yeah. And you mentioned, uh, you you know, there's times in scripture where it says that was for them. uh, And this is now, but um, in verse eight, you mentioned on Sunday that this is probably the theme verse of act acts. Mm -hmm. And it uh, mentions how the power will come with the Holy spirit. And this is uh, a, a controversial topic. Uh, in the church today, there's many different viewpoints and there's different viewpoints like we just asked, oh, that was then and this is now. Um, but the Holy Spirit, there's different viewpoints around them, uh, around the Holy Spirit. But why is that? And and do you have any thoughts on on the Spirit? Yeah. And we're going to have to talk about the Spirit. Yeah. Not We're not going to have to. We get to talk about the Spirit. Right. But again, that's what, what you do when you go in the text. Like it's like, hey, we can't avoid this. And, and, and there certainly are churches in the world that, you know, the, the joke is that there's churches that are, are father, son, and Holy Bible. Yeah. Um, and they get uncomfortable with the conversation around the Holy spirit. And then there are churches, of course, on the other side where the Holy spirit is like the supreme member of the Trinity. Um, we have to remember that in general, the Bible is about God. Uh, it it is about the Trinitarian God, one God in three persons, father, son, Holy spirit, all equal, um, and, and all of the same essence, all one God. And so mm. when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about God and we are seeing the work of God continuing to move now through the Holy Spirit, where Jesus was here in the flesh, he's going to ascend into heaven. And then the Holy Spirit is going to dwell with God's people right. and lead and guide them in a new, unique, and as Jesus said, a better way. So we should pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is doing Now, the Holy Spirit might do different things for different people Mm -hmm. and might do different things at different times, but we need to be aware that the power that the disciples received to be witnesses came from the Holy Spirit. 
And so the Holy Spirit is going to dwell in all believers. Now, that there's a whole bunch of other conversations that we can have, and we might have them as the weeks go yeah. on. It's not something you should be scared of. You should rejoice in knowing that you have the Holy mm. Spirit and the Holy Spirit is moving and working. And the other thing I would say is that if you look and you see, well, you know, there's there's maybe been some some examples where it feels like, hey, this is weird. This is yeah. too much. This is, you know, someone's overdoing it. Maybe someone's even faking it. Mm. That doesn't mean that that the Holy Spirit isn't working like there, right. there are are Christians in all types of circles that are claiming Christ, that are claiming the Father, that that are are saying weird and strange things about them, or Christians who are acting strangely. It doesn't mean that the faith is not not valid. Um, right. It just means that we have to get to the truth. And so the book of Acts is going to help us um, see a little bit about the, the Holy Spirit. You know, if you really want to talk about like the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and some of the um, prophetic gifts or gifts of tongues, like those kind of things. Yeah. First Corinthians might be a better place that like actually is trying to describe what those things are. But we're going to see this and we're going to be having conversations around the Holy Spirit. So definitely you can't read the book of Acts without with uh, and avoid talking about the Holy Spirit because this is the account of the church without Jesus there that what he's sending his helper the Holy Spirit to be with us and how the church acts with the Holy Spirit and that's part of the the triune God yeah. it's part of the Trinity and we believe that so we cannot ignore one third of God or 100% of God, both. Yes. Francis Chan wrote a book called Forgotten God that was a, a pretty good book on the Holy Spirit and how people kind of try and avoid it and 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 just the work of, of the Spirit. I might need to go and actually reread that before I continue on in this series. Yeah. But but it, it's true. I mean, people want to want to write that off. But again, I mean, Luke is telling us in Acts, well, Jesus tells us, he says, you will receive power mm. when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That's right. Um, and then you will be my witnesses. And so we have to understand that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to come on us and lead us where we are supposed to go. Because you think about really the this, well, this middle section, because what happens at the end of here of chapter one is that Jesus ascends into heaven. He, you know, he makes a statement, he ascends into heaven, and then they are essentially sent out to go and wait. Mm. They're sent to go and wait for the Holy Spirit because Jesus doesn't want them going out on their own, on their own strength and their own wisdom and their own power. He's saying, no, like go and, and operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to rejoice in the fact that the Spirit is with us and seek the Spirit to um, fill every area of our lives and lead everything that we do. That's good. That's good. And I can't wait to unpack the book of acts i can't wait to you know dive in deeper to the early church and, and you know and learn from them and and just dive into scripture as a congregation i'm so excited for that but um you mentioned five things at the end of your sermon about um you know how we can live this out how we can continue to be the church here today and, and live it out um do you have anything that you'd like to elaborate on on your your five takeaways which yeah, were yeah yeah so yeah so you know remember who we are about have hope in what is to come trust god's power and leading gather together and pray um th these were just five things that kind of stood out to me from chapter one that they were doing as the church as the gathering of god's people mm -hmm. and 
there's, there's, you know, there's more that maybe I could have even pulled from chapter one. Um, there's certainly going to be more that comes in chapter two. And, yeah. and as we continue, like we're going to see certain practices, uh, you know, I don't even mention really like proclaiming the word, although trusting, um, God's power and leading, he's going to lead you to go proclaim the word. But I, I think that in, in general, like first and foremost, we need to remember that we are here for Christ. Like that's how sure. Luke starts the book of Acts. He says, Hey, I'm, I'm writing, you know, I wrote in the gospel of Luke to tell you about Jesus. I'm going to continue to tell you about Jesus. That's who we are about. That's why we remember the, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we see what, what God has been doing in, in their time 2000 years ago and what he is doing in our time here today. Um, we see that we have the same God that he, you know, again, that, that connects us to our roots that he, He's still working. He still loves his people. Like he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's and right. so like, that's really good news. And so if we are exploring scripture, if we're diving into this book, our eyes should be focused first on God, not on us, not mm-hmm. even on Paul and Peter and and John and all these other, you know, apostles, like they're, they're not the primary people. They're, they're the people who God is doing work through. And, right. and so they're an example to us, um, but it should point us to God. Um, and, and then, yeah, I mean, I think having hope in what is to come, because we know this, like you, you start looking around the world and you see that it's kind of a mess. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly, like, I, I don't know how non-Christians keep going every day. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. I, you know, and you can say, oh, you need a crutch or whatever. Like, yeah, I do. Like <laughs> this, this world is messy and it's broken and it's right. challenging and, and if if all there is is what's here now, there's no hope in that. But if we look at the end of Revelation and we see that there is a time where we be united with Christ in a new heavens, a new earth, mm-hmm. and Jesus will wipe away every tear, and there's no more pain, no more sorrow, and we're rejoicing with Him. And we look at you know the passage where where the angel comes and says, "Hey, men of Galilee, why are you staring at the sky? Jesus is coming again!" Like that's good news. Mm-hmm. And so great news. In Acts, you see the disciples do crazy things and and you see a ton of people being martyred you see people facing persecution you see them being thrown in prison um you know nothing like we have had to experience well actually you almost got thrown in in prison doing missions work didn't you i did yeah that was a a, a kind of a a, it was a wild story yeah yeah yeah. yes okay well we'll save that one for a different time but yes you were on missions and and uh you know this can happen other places i forgot that you you've done a little bit of that it can Um, and you get faced with that that question am i going to deny christ or am i going to stand up am i going to proclaim the gospel am i going to do what i've been called here to do and it was a hard decision. Luckily, nothing nothing happened. I didn't end up, yeah. you know, being <laughs> yeah. arrested. Yeah, but that is good. It, there was a scary moment where uh, I was faced with that. Yeah, we. I mean, we have brothers and sisters all around the world who do have to face that reality. But because of the hope we have in Christ, we can keep moving forward. We can right. keep doing the things that God has called us to do because we know that this is not the end. And and when you look at the early church, like just past. Well, I mean, in the book of Acts too, but just past the book of Acts, I mean, there was this huge like celebration of martyrdom because Mm -hmm. Christians believe like, hey, if God counts me worthy of of being martyred for him, like what a joy that is. And -hmm. and, and I'm like, I don't know that I have that strength in me. Now it's, it's, you know, it's the strength of the spirit working. But again, I think they were so hopeful. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just, they knew that they would be united with Christ in eternity. They knew that he would return. And, and so they were just filled with this, this hope that kept them moving forward. And, and we need to keep that hope 
um, in times of challenges and good times, bad times, our hope is in Christ. And the power to do that is in the Holy Spirit. And so we trust his power, his strength and his leading. Um, and, and, and really that is just simply about spend time in prayer, spend time in God's word, um, yeah. you know, so that we recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit because we don't want to be led astray either. So we need to be spending time in God's word, which again is why we do this series. That wasn't one of the points, but if we're going to listen to the spirit, we need to know the spirit's voice. Yeah. And we can find that in scripture. And, and then the last two really were, were what we see from verse 14 on that the disciples gathered together. There's probably worship that was happening. There's probably study of God's word. We see that certainly at the end of Acts chapter two um, and other places in the book of Acts. Um, and they spent time in prayer. Yeah. And and many of these these great works happen because of works of prayer. Well, prayer preceded many mm. great acts of the spirit in the book of Acts. And so I think that we need to take that seriously. And if we want to see God move in our lives, if we want to see God move in our church, if we want to see God move in our city, in our state, in our country, in our world, like we need to be people of prayer. That's we right. need to be people who gather together, um, who are worshiping God, who are filled up and, and strengthened so that we can be sent out into the world mm. and be the witnesses that we are called to be. And that's so right. that's really, you know, I mean, I, I think the big thing is like, as we continue the work that Jesus has given to us, we we remember that we are not just the, the church that gathers, like we're not called to just get like, the church is not just called to gather. The church is called to be and to act and to do. Yep. And so it's not just about being the church to, like or the church coming together. It is about being the church. It's not going to church. That's what I'm trying to say. We don't just go to church. We are the church. That's right. right? And so that's really what the theme of this series is, yeah. that we want to be the church. And so my, my final encouragement, I, I think, would be this, is, is that as we talk about being the church, Pay attention to what, what James says, that we don't want to be the people who simply listen to the word and don't do anything about it. That's right. Um, or, or this is even Jesus and, and Matthew. But we want to be the people who listen to the word and actually live it out. And so we need to seek God's strength, his guidance, um, and, and say, Spirit, wherever you lead me to go, whatever you call me to do, I want to be a witness for you. I want to be faithful to you here and everywhere that you send me. Um, and so listening to the voice of God and actually living that out. So we, you know, we can, we can say, Hey, yeah, that's great. We should be people of prayer, yeah. but we need to actually go and pray and, right. you know, Hey, we need to be the people gather together. We need to actually gather together. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, just, I think, I think with that, like be the church. And so just a, a preview for next week, we are diving into Acts chapter two. We're going to go up to verse 41, I think. So we won't cover all of it yeah. in church, but basically we're going from um, we're, we're essentially covering Pentecost and then we'll really see the kind of the first, well, first post Holy Spirit sermon by Peter as he stands up and really, you know, we talked a little bit about Peter kind of being bold all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I mean, we're going to see it very clearly that, that God wants the word to go forward and he uses his people to do it. So when we're called in Acts 1-8 to be witnesses filled by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's going to be very quickly on display in Acts chapter two. So that's so, where we're headed next week. That's a good preview for next week. Um, you can 
join us here in person or online. We have a live stream, but I'm excited for this series. I'm excited to to follow along, and I want to encourage all of you uh, that are watching to follow along. Read read along in the book of the book of Acts. Uh, don't just listen to what we're to what we're saying, but actually read the actual truth in the Word. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this series. It's going to be a long one, but a a, a good one, a yeah. needed one to walk through the book of Acts. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you and we will see you on Sunday.